Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's time for Dirt and Sprague. We have a trophy here that we're going to present. It's the World Championship Trophy, and it goes to the World Champion, Portland Trailblazers. With Andy Dirt Johnson. Ewer, you're going to go back to throw the ball. Sets up, left, throws toward the corner of the end zone. It is intercepted! Intercepted! The Ducks have the ball! 10 to the 35, the 40. Kenny Wayne's going to score! Kenny Wayne's going to score! 20, touchdown! And Brendan Sprague. Smith hands to Simonton. Simonton around the corner. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Lillard, long range three. Ah! It's good! At the buzzer! Damian Lillard! Are you kidding me? The fan. All right, welcome back in our number two. Dirt and Sprague here on 1080 The Fan. We're not Nazis, I promise. I promise. Not Nazis. No Nazis here. We're still playing the song. It's such a good open. And I don't have a way to edit it. Uh, yeah, you kind of have to just get those same clips. and you got to make the whole thing again. You need to put, like, Nickelback behind it or... <laughs> yeah, text in what's... All right, here's what I'll do today. Look at this photograph! I might do some yard work today, so maybe not today, but definitely today did or tomorrow. flip over to the Kelly Clarkson show to watch him yesterday perform? I did not. I saw uh-huh. Nick Krupke taking a picture with Kelly Clarkson, though, for some reason. I would not stand for this Nickelback sl- uh, slander. Okay? Why are you doing yard work? It's January. I just want to mow. I want to clean things up a little bit. It's going to be dry. It's been dry for a couple to- Wear his aeration cleats. That's what he wanted yeah, to wear. Aerate a little bit. Hmm. You gotta, you gotta be, you gotta stay busy in the yard. Yard I, work don't, yard work don't sleep, brother. I told my dad I did my yard stuff, and he goes, "Who does their yard stuff when it's still raining and snowing?" You gotta keep things high and tight, baby. You gotta man, you gotta manscape out there in the yard. Yeah, I gotta, guess. So I will, uh, I'll, I'll remake the open with the same clips. Uh, but I, de- I need a, some, what song do I play? Because that's a good pump-up song. Yeah, you need something like that, that same energy. Do I go like, Till I Collapse? That's usually a good classic. What about All I Do Is Win? I hate that song. You do? Because all we, we sometimes people lose. Yeah. I also hate that song because the Blazers, after games that they won, mm. used to play Taking Care of Business by BTO. And that was as good as it got. And they went away from that for all we do is win, 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 when we lose like more than half of our games. You got to be hip. <laughs> you got to get the kids raising the arms to the roof. Huh? So text in what song I should do. 
Okay. It's not going to be all I do is win. I can guarantee you Are that. we going to take it out of the rotation? or I'll just replace it. Once I make the new one, I'll replace it. Are that we... one won't play again for another couple weeks. Well, we got a lot say, of open to Yeah, I was going to say, are we going to hear that again, basically? No, probably not. Okay. Unless I'm lazy and I forget, which is a possibility, but there's a 97% chance you won't hear that again. Uh, Chris Rankle will join us from Cincinnati WKRC Television in Cincinnati, Ohio. We'll get his thoughts uh, of the matchup between the Bengals and the Chiefs this weekend. We'll touch there for the Daily Ticker. We, of course, got to get to Saturday Story at 8.15. And uh, we'll talk NBA trade deadline stuff. We got a Chris Haynes article. They're active. They're listening. Ooh. There's rumors all over the place about the Portland Trailblazers making moves and getting busy. Ooh. They have a game tonight, actually. They do. They take on the Utah Yaz. And they could very well lose to the Utah Yaz. What's the line tonight? I don't know. Blazers I... by two and a half right now. Blazers are favored in a game? I mean, it's not like Utah's. Is world. Utah completely falling on their face? I mean, since their start, they've had a similar thing it's up in to the three Blazers. and a half. Up to three and a half. Blazers now? by three and go, a half. Go look at the the Yaz are twenty five and twenty five. Yeah, they've done a similar thing in the Blazers. They've just played three more games. Yeah. They're yeah. even in the loss column. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm just that's all I'm saying. I might gamble on the Yaz tonight. I don't yes. blame you. I'm yes, gonna... at plus one forty on the money. I mean, line. I you know I, you might as well take I'm that. Just, not, <laughs> yeah, not taking the three. I just you know sometimes you got to try. And win. I think the Blazers are like two and eight against the spread in their last ten. They have been horrible covering the number. Yeah, they're not great, are they? The only one they did was San Antonio. They did end up covering that number. I think that was a nine and a half point spread, eight something like that. They covered. Um, you know when I watch this weekend, we get these conference matchups. I'm going to watch the Philadelphia Eagles with a lot of amazement because if you think about where they were at the height of the Doug Peterson stuff to what they're back to, it's it's a pretty remarkable turnaround. You don't get franchises that win the Super Bowl, instantly hit the skids, and say, eh, we're going to kind of blow this up and redo it. And then, like, three years later, they're right back playing to go to the Super Bowl with a new coach, yeah. a new quarterback, a bunch of new talent, like they have a new wide receiver. This just doesn't happen very often. And there's a story that's really well done on Yahoo about what it took for them by Charles McDonald, he's an NFL columnist for Yahoo Sports, and just how they went from saying, we're going to rebuild to we're getting back to the Super Bowl in this short a span. And Jason Kelsey, I think, kind of nails it down the most. He says, there's one thing you have to get uh, Howie Roseman and the Eagles front office credit for, we were able to turn around quickly, which is not something I don't think most people thought we would do because we keep the really good people around. Like the best of the people in that locker room, they kept them around. Everybody else, it, it either got to the end for Doug Peterson or you had Carson Wentz's in there. <laughs> and you had to move on. You did, yeah. But, you know, they, they made tweaks here and there. They drafted Jalen Hurts. They went and made a trade for A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. And here the Eagles are sitting in the NFC Championship game hosting after, if you would have told me once they completely blew it up with the Peterson-Eagle era, I, I wouldn't have guessed they'd be here in that quick a time. No, probably not. It's crazy that, you know, I, I was very critical of Philly firing Doug Peterson. And I, I feel like to a certain point I've been proven right and wrong at the same time because Doug Peterson is a great coach. He's turned Jacksonville. I mean, he took Jacksonville from where they were under Urban Meyer, having the number one overall pick to making the playoffs and winning a playoff game in his first year as head coach. 
But Nick Sirianni's been just as good, and now they're a win away from going to the Super Bowl. I'd say he made the right decision firing Peterson and hiring Sirianni. Sure, you can argue that. I think the I think the Eagles are fine if they keep Doug Peterson because I don't think Doug Peterson and uh, Doug Peterson has a Super Bowl ring with Nick Foles as his quarterback, and Nick Sirianni needs to accomplish that in order for me to to put him on that same pedestal. The crazy thing about their run, though, since they won that Super Bowl, which was the 2017 season, 2018 Super Bowl, you know how many years in that stretch they missed the playoffs? Uh, they probably missed it the next year. They did not. They made it to the divisional round the next year. That was the doink game. Saints. They, they the, beat the Bears, the Bears in the wild card round yeah. with the double doink. And they lost to the Saints. Lots right? of the Saints on Nick the road. Nick Foles played that. Nick game. Foles was back again because right. Wentz got hurt. Uh, one year, only once. So the next year, they made it to the playoffs again. Wentz was back. They lost to the Seahawks. Remember, Wentz got hurt early in that game. I think they ended up having to play like Josh McCown. Oh, that's And it was right. like 17-9 to nine in, in Philly. Philly, right? In Philly, yeah, Russell Wilson right. and Seattle went in there and won. Yeah. I think see, I think the Seahawks went to Green Bay the next week and lost. The only year that they missed the playoffs was this last year there, where they kind of sub-tanked at the end of the season. It was kind of a weird ending. They fired him. And then that last year was Sirianni's first year. They made the playoffs as a wildcard team. They got killed by the Bucs. And then it's this year. So it's crazy that we, we look at this kind of as a as a overhaul of the roster and this kind of rebuild from where they were because they won the Super Bowl in 2018. They only had one season below 500 and one season that they missed the playoffs. And now that landed them a high draft pick. They landed Devonta Smith in that first round. Like they've acquired a ton of talent since then. But it is crazy because on the surface, I I look at it the same way that you do. And I was like, I'm curious. I pulled up the numbers. Only one time in that stretch that they missed the playoffs. They've been an incredibly consistent franchise considering the fact their franchise quarterback turned out to be horrible they fired their head coach they hired a guy that had one of the worst press conferences we've ever seen like it has all worked out well for philadelphia yeah they got slay in the trade they picked up Hassan reddick who had a sack and a half against the giants on saturday yep uh you mentioned their draft it's not so much that like they were the worst team for three years but tell yourself this how often can you get a super bowl level team to lose their coach and their quarterback. And then five years later or whatever it is, be and, back and in that spot. And then be right back yeah. in that spot, having not really lost that much from that moment to where they're at right now. <laughs> like, just the head coach itself is such a big change. And then you go, well, and they're going to start a quarterback in his third year. Who's going to lead him to the best record in football <laughs> and the NFC Championship game? You're just be like, what? Mm-hmm. No, that's not that's not happening. Not happening, no chance. But it has. and And they've been a... It's been a great story. I think they're one of the best-run organizations in pro sports. Well, to connect it to the segment we did closing up the first hour, and that was talking about how great football is to watch when you're not just focusing on the quarterback position, and there's a lot of other things going on on the field. We had some great texts on that, too, by the way, of you know, got people coaching in college that were texting in saying, I coach running backs or I coach linebackers, Yeah, and I learned very quickly that my running backs or linebackers will not be successful unless they have a great offensive line or a great defensive line in front of them. It's why I thought Dallas was going to win that game last weekend. Sure. I thought that was crystal clear on my television. Maybe it was in other people's. I thought Dallas's defensive offensive lines I thought for the most part they were they were better the offensive line slightly better the defensive line better than what San Francisco was doing they bottled up the 49ers run game which is not easy to do they did it for a good chunk of that game and they seemed to get consistent pressure throughout Purdy was kind of running for his life a couple of moments there uh they just had a quarterback that threw two picks and that ended up kind of costing them the game but that's the, the fascinating part to me about this weekend's NFC title game is that there, the, the, this is strength on strength. Yeah, it is. And I don't know how to identify who's going to win that matchup because you're talking about maybe the you know at least in the top three 
of offensive line and defensive lines for Philadelphia and San Francisco. Dallas is up there with their defensive front, but these are these are two of the best in the NFL. And it's really hard to gauge who's going to have the advantage here because a lot of times you would go into a game like this and say, well, if the 49ers are going against a team that doesn't isn't dominant up front, they're going to blow them out. And if Philly's going to go up against a team that's not dominant up front, a la the New York Giants, it's going to be a bloodbath. I mean, they ran the ball at will. Jalen Hurts had all day to throw the football. The Giants couldn't run the ball efficiently. They fell behind early. Then they had to throw. The pass rush got unleashed. Like it just, they, the, the Eagles had 15 more sacks than any team in the NFL this year. That is an insane gap. Part of that is constantly playing with leads because they, they won like so many games three four guys with double digit sacks it's insane yeah. so i you know I, maybe philadelphia ends up having the advantage because they're at home and that's the the, the tiebreaker there but that to me is what i love about this matchup is that you were going strength on strength elite offensive lines against elite defensive lines and it's really hard to give one team the advantage over the other uh michael lombardi we've had him on the show before uh he covers the nfl obviously used to work in the front offices he had this tweet yesterday uh, he was talking about the rush attacks for both these teams. And he said the Niners, where is it? The Niners gave up five games. They gave up a 100-yard rusher, and the Eagles allowed it 13 times. 13 times they gave up a 100-yard rusher? Yeah. I'm, I'm, oh. Give me just a second here. I, I had this That's stat. kind of a stat oddity that stands isn't that, out to isn't you. Isn't that an odd stat? I would not have guessed that. But I, I just Maybe think, that gives you an advantage to San Francisco because you know the 49ers are going to try and run the football. Well, take a listen to this. This was um, this was our good friend Ross Tucker on 95-7 yesterday. He has a point on the Eagles. He thinks the Eagles are the slightly better team. Yeah. He's got this perspective of how he thinks this game could go if the Niners don't do what they're built to do. If the Niners fall behind by a score or two, if they start trying to do drop-back pass a lot, that's not what their offensive line does best. I mean, we know what they do best. They run the ball and they run the play-action stuff. You don't want to be in obvious passing situations against this Eagles group. I mean, they got four guys with double-digit sacks. That's not what the Niners' O-line does best. It's not what Purdy does best. I just think it's really, really important that the Niners can run the football and that they play with a lead. If if they if they fall behind, like a couple scores early, like the Giants did, uh, I I think it has the potential to get ugly. I don't see that happening, but if they did, that's what could happen. And this is a weekend. I would flip that same argument though. I think Philadelphia is the exact. I mean, you're going against one of the best defensive lines in the NFL. You're going against maybe the best defensive lineman in the NFL. But they you're, have the best offensive line in football, Philadelphia. That's does. that's true. But if you're down by 14, 17 points and it's obvious passing situations, they ran the ball for 268 yards on the New York Giants. 268 yards. They average over six yards a carry. Like both of the, I, I think that's you know. Look, I, I get what he's trying to say. Ross Tucker is a huge Eagles guy. He's from Philly. He's a Philly he guy. He's Eagle on the radio broadcast. Yeah. Like. I, You're in for a low-scoring knockout, drag-down fight. Well, you're you're a big Brock Purdy guy, so I guess I'll ask you, and then we'll go to the NBA trade deadline stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there's a quarterback advantage for Philly this weekend? I mean, there has to be. Yeah, Jalen Jalen Hurts has more of a sample size. He was he's been playing at a higher level for longer. Brock Purdy's played in what eight NFL games? Like undoubtedly, he's at home, not on the road. Brock Purdy has to go into Philly, into Philly, and win a playoff game. Like undoubtedly, the advantage is to 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 Philadelphia in this case and Jalen Hurts. But I think I think. The defensive and offensive game plans are identical. We want to run the football and we want to stop the run. Both of these teams want to make the opposing quarterback beat you in third and long situations, unleashing their pass rush. So are we both betting the under for this game? 
I I love the under in this game. Yeah, I I I think people are going to overreact a little bit to what the Eagles did to the Giants last week, hmm. and the 49ers defense I think showed you against Dallas, a team that torched Tampa Bay. Like we we, we can hang. We got elite players on all three levels. We can bottle up your run game. And we can force some turnovers. I, I could see, easily see, uh, you know, 17-14, 20-17, 17 kind of game. I said this about Wild Card Weekend. I said I'd, I I would be shocked if, certain te- if all these big favorites didn't blow these teams out and we got a couple, like, surprises. I'll say it for this weekend, and I'll hope to God I don't jinx it just as a sports fan. I, I feel like we've got two incredible games. I, I hope so, man. Maybe the Mahomes injury will play a factor and Cincinnati runs away with it. Maybe Cincinnati gets surprised. Maybe San Francisco and Purdy finally have their day of yeah rookie moment. Yeah, and, reckoning. And Maybe Philly chokes under the lights. I don't know, but it feels like on paper you've got two ginormous football games that will be close, physical, and kind of down to the wire. Knock on wood if you're with me. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, NBA trade deadline is looming. The Blazers, we check in with them and what maybe they be doing uh, coming up in just a couple weeks. That's next Dirt and Spray. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Let's do a blazer check-in before we talk with our guy Chris Renkel. 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 How would you say this, Swag? R-E-N-K-E-L. What would your initial reaction be to that last name? Renkel. Renkel. Okay, that was close. Speaking of the Phillies, San Francisco thing quickly, did you see yeah. Monday Night Raw the other night? I think it was Monday Night Raw. I don't I watch don't, Ra- I don't wrestling. Watch, nope. There was just a clip that went viral on my Twitter timeline. Okay. And I guess they were in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and one of the like heel manager guys was talking, and they had a bunch of people in the ring. And they basically said, we're going we're to make you shut up tonight as a crowd the way Brock Purdy's going to shut you up on Sunday. <laughs> and the whole arena just erupted. <laughs> I always love that because they know exactly what they're doing. And the oh, cities yeah. always give you the right response. Every time. It. It's yeah. like when a politician comes to your town and says, ah, oh, Portland, you're the most beautiful city. It's like you say that in every city you go to, but we all fall for it. That's why I like The Rock so much. He'd go to these, he'd go to like the smaller cities. 
and uh, was smaller considering where they travel. And he would just clown them for being, you know, poor or stupid. Or, town. Yeah, he would just make fun of their city <laughs> so much. And you could tell that really brings it out of people there. Um, Blazers trade deadline is looming as it is for the rest of the league. Yes, sir. Chris Haynes yesterday, as the show ends, says uh, Blazers realize they've got to make a move. They're listening and they're willing. But it's just a matter of who, what, and for how much. Um, where are we at on the Blazers' trade deadline moves? Do you think we got anything coming? Uh, unfortunately, no. But I don't know if that's because I've been built to believe that over having to watch Neil O'Shea be general manager for a decade. And maybe I should give Joe Cronin a little more credit because he did take over. And the first thing he did was the thing that the majority of fans were clamoring for for a number of years. He finally pulled the trigger on that deal. Yes, he did. So I'll give him credit for that. Mm-hmm. This is better than the tweet the other day saying that some guys are untouchable on the roster. The, the word untouchable was not included in this column. It's an underrated good That's thing it. you brought up right there. I'm it's... glad that there's no untouchable talk in here because nobody should be untouchable other than like Giannis and Luka Doncic. Everybody else is touchable. <laughs> Maybe Jokic. Everybody else is touchable in the NBA. Uh, and, and look, I, I'm not going to overreact either way here. Okay. I'm just, I'm glad that there's reports that they're listening. I'm not going to say this means they're not going to do anything. I'm not going to get my hopes up and act like some big trade is on the horizon, but I, I think we at least owe Joe Cronin the benefit of the doubt through his first trade deadline as you know, full-time GM. Let's see, see if he can, see if he can do something. Cause I think we can all agree something needs to be done. Well, Here's the thing, though. If I would have told you something was going to happen or that they were listening, you wouldn't need a Chris Haynes report to know that. No, but the fact that you're like the the fact that the wording in here is that they are intensely engrossed is what he says, intensely engrossed in improving the roster. And they feel like they and basically they feel like they are a a team that can compete and challenge in the Western Conference. And if you're if you're saying that that to me, at least I hope knock on wood again, that you're not going to get another bench player who's averaging eight points a game. Well, but if they make a trade, like barring something popping up, it feels like it's Josh Hart for some pieces. And, like, that's it. And, and that's, not, like, hey, that's nothing. That's well, nothing. Maybe, maybe it's, no, it's nothing in the grand scheme, you're right. Maybe it's something to uh, get them going to get to at least what their goal is. Their goal is to simply make the playoffs this year. They never promised more, but that's the goal. Okay, we can be disappointed with them not contending in a sure. Western Conference that seems a little more open than it has been. I understand that feeling, but they themselves never said we're trying to be contenders this year. It was we want to build, we want to evaluate, we want to make the playoffs and then see what we can do in the summer. I think that's what I think so far they've they've been at least true to the word. I am skeptical and I don't blame anybody for being totally skeptical. I am somewhat skeptical, and this is not necessarily Joe Cronin related. I have no reason to badger him in what he is or is not going to do. We ha- we don't know yet. He made the biggest move. Mm-hmm. They kept the pick. They took Shaden. Like the Jeremy Grant move was a great the move. Jeremy Grant move yep. worked, right? Josh Hart was fun. I think it's kind of played itself out. There feels like there's a weird vibe with Josh Hart and this team personally. He can't shoot, and he's an undersized small forward. But I think he's also in his head. I think he's causing some things to not go right offensively for them. And I'd like to see Nas in the starting lineup or a GP2 in the starting lineup over Josh Hart. That being said, though, I'm skeptical more of the organization just in general. I, I, I don't have... You can sell me on what they're telling you they want. Well, there'll be a tax team. Really? 
Three I, games below 500, Jody's going to pay that I'm, bill. I'm supposed to believe they're, <laughs> she's going to willingly be a tax team. Yeah, I get it. I mean, they're going to be in the tax next year. Sure. But you're going to tell me she's going to dive into that world. She's going to go all in for a big contract at the deadline. The, the, to, the owner, yeah. the, the, the one owner in the league that doesn't have a G League affiliate is going to pay a premium on a non-title winning roster. Come on. I, I've heard this. I've heard this before. I've seen this before. Now, again, Joe has an ability to prove us wrong mm-hmm. to go make a big move. So does Jody. Open up the checkbook. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, she's not going to do it, but she has the ability problem. to prove I, us wrong. I, I kind of i am giving one person the benefit while not trusting the other. As you shouldn't. I, I, I don't know. Well, I don't know how you can. I The organization is kind of in limbo. They're They're clearly in a position where they need to sell, but they don't seem to be getting rushed to sell. And so it's like this, no, 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 guys, she cares. She's starting to like basketball. Like, we're getting that push, and it's just, stop. Stop. Remember her on draft Don't night with Shady Sharp, huh? She was so yeah, excited. Yeah, she was so damn awkward on the phone. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're so excited. We never talked about the award that they gave Lillard to for being the franchise all-time leading scorer. How about that interaction? They gave him like a like a basketball rim with a ball in it. Like that was it. We also didn't even talk about how awkward it looked when <laughs> Lillard had to interact with her. Yeah, like yeah, he yeah, doesn't look like he talks to her at all. <laughs> I just I don't know. It's part of me is hopeful they'll make some moves. I'm not complete doom and gloom like everybody. No. I don't blame people for it. I'll say that. But the one thing that keeps me from fully buying in that they'll do this, they'll do this. Like, will they? Zach Lowe did a podcast yesterday with Bobby Marks, and they talked about the Blazers. And he's like, you know, it's weird what they're doing offensively at the end of games. Looks like they don't have an identity. Mm-hmm. And he, he, Zach Lowe, trusted NBA reporter, been covering the league for over a decade. You know what he said? And I don't, I don't really see it with the whole you're just doing the new Lillard McCollum thing with Lillard and Ant. And Smart minds think alike. I mean, he echoed it, and he said it. And so it's just a matter of, like, is everybody except Dame available? The Shaden, answer should be yes. Shaden, for me, is like it depends. It's a very, like, touchy OG. I got into a back and forth yesterday. DeMar DeRozan, these are not players I'm giving up Shaden Sharp for. I don't think they make you a title contender. I think they just make you a slightly better, more fun team to watch who ultimately still comes up short. So I'm not willing to part with him for those kinds of pieces. He needs to be involved in a big piece. Other than that, like everybody should be available. And I hope to God they can finally find a three that is a legit 6'7", 6'8". It's an actual three. That can score. Not Norman Powell or Josh Hart. His name rhymes with rascal. You know, I want that in my life. That's I, what I'm aiming for. The best part on this, too, on the Haynes thing at the end, he says, uh, shooting, size, and depth are all areas of need for Portland. <laughs> Thanks, Dips. Thanks, Chris. Hey, we need a lot. All right. We, we Ready, go. <laughs> I didn't know NBA teams needed all those things. Good luck, Thank Joe. you for including that in your report. Good luck. Was that like a word count thing? He was short, like one sentence. He's like, what can I add to this? Ah, I need one more. They need some shooting. They need some size. They need some depth. What else do we need? A new owner? We could use that. Maybe a new head coach. We could use a new head coach, too. I'm not expecting the world. I'm not expecting the biggest to move because all these teams are insane. They're asking prices for these guys, but... I'm expecting a little something for the deadline. I think it's a Josh Hart move, and then you go into the summer and you look to trade Yusuf Nurkic, and 
you get on the horn and say, hey, Anthony Simons might be available depending on the team you call. Yeah. And What do you get to offer us? You evaluate it at that point. So there's your brief Blazer check-in as the uh, deadline looms. And Chris Haynes says the team is actively listening uh, to all offers right now. Uh, we got a lot more to get into. Statter Story at 815. But coming up next, we go to Cincinnati. How are the Bengals fans feeling about their matchup against the Chiefs and a banged-up Patrick Mahomes? Chris Rinkell of uh, WKRC in Cincinnati will join us next for the Daily Ticker. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Spray visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about. And some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Spray is brought to you by Pelican Brewing, born at the beach. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Wednesday, brought to you on the fan by Pelican Brewing Company, born at the beach, online at pelicanbrewing.com. Let's head to the AFC title game. We talked a lot about it earlier on in the show. Let's head to Cincinnati to WKRC-TV. Chris Rankle at Chris underscore Rankle on Twitter. Go give him a follow live in Cincinnati. Chris, good morning to you, man. I got to start with that game in Buffalo last week. You tell me the Bengals cover, not surprised. The spread seemed a little big. You tell me they go into Buffalo and they utterly dominate that team and hold them to 10 points and run it down their throat without a help the offensive line that shocked me were, were people in Cincinnati surprised or is this like hey it's Joe Burrow he's Joe Cool and nobody can beat him I think the feeling around Cincinnati is very much so if you got Joe Cool back there anything is possible I for one was incredibly surprised for all the reasons you just said I thought that Buffalo with the defensive line being good between the tackles was going to pose some problems because I mean you're talking about an offensive line that while upgraded at the in the offseason you're down three starters. That just doesn't happen in the NFL. You're not supposed to keep rolling being down three starters that you paid a lot of money for, uh, yet they did it. I was very surprised with how physical they were with Buffalo. This was a motivated team. This was a focused team, and they, they put the whooping on them. There's no other way to put it. Now, Chris, what stands out that's different? I know Joe was asked about this in the postgame, and, and his postgame stuff is much different than it is like on-field interviews. He's very quick, and he answers questions. He doesn't really – give a lot of deep thought, I think, at the podium. What, what, what is your view 
looking at the Bengals from last year to this year, what stands out that's so different? I think it's just the fact that they believe. I, they believed last year, but having gone to the Super Bowl and being arguably one or two plays away from the Lombardi Trophy, they know they can do it. They've upgraded at certain positions, and now it's just the fact of you got to go out and do it. Now, things broke their way last year. I mean, winning a championship is hard in any sport, and things got to go your way. It certainly went their way last year, and this year they just kind of seem set out to take it instead of wait for things to break their way. So uh, they're motivated. They're focused again. They all believe, and they're all headed in the same direction. And uh, it's a pretty amazing thing to watch from when I first got here and they won one game to we're talking back-to-back Super Bowls. That's a very quick transition. That's a quick, that is a quick turnaround. Um, we're, we're previewing the AFC title game with Chris Rankle at Chris underscore Rankle on Twitter. Uh, you, you look at the matchup this weekend. Everybody's calling it Burrowhead Stadium, right? You guys won the AFC title game there uh, last year. There's a lot of confidence going in because of the way they beat Buffalo. And then on top of that, you got Mahomes potentially playing on one leg. What what excites you? What scares you? Just how, how are you feeling when you start to look ahead to a rematch in the AFC title game between Cincy and KC? I think it's natural for Bengals fans, at least, to look at this game and go, all right, cool, Mahomes is not 100%. We've beaten them three times in a row, 10-game winning streak. Everything's kind of falling their way. They're hot. They're, they're playing really well right now, and that's, that's fair. What scares me about it is it's really hard in the NFL to beat a team multiple times in a row. Four times in a row is really, really hard to do. I think these two teams know each other so well. It's just going to come down to the execution and something that during the regular season, Joe Burrow, not that he had a turnover problem, but he was prone to turn it over once or twice a game. You know, just things fall off guys' hands or, you know, a bad read. He hasn't done that in the playoffs yet. So I feel like an untimely interception might be due. Uh, I just think that four times in a row to beat a team – that's really difficult, and these two teams know each other so well. It's going to be one small mistake by somebody that's going to be the outcome of the game. I think that's the thing that's scary. I said this earlier, Chris. I like I, I I'm I'm betting Cincinnati. I kind of like Cincinnati in this spot. I don't care if they're getting points or not getting points. It's I just kind of like and trust Joe Burrow. I think the way they're playing right now is outstanding. I'm deathly terrified to bet against Patrick Mahomes, who's never beaten the Bengals with Joe Burrow, and it just feels like at some point we play this game in sports. We're like, hey, you're due. And I know he's on a bum ankle, but it, it's terrifying as hell to think about betting against the Patrick Mahomes. And that's where we're at right now is that everyone's just writing off Patrick Mahomes, who's rewriting the record books every year, it seems. And I mean, the guy's going to win the MVP, but everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's going to lose this round. It's, that's what scares me is there's a lot of confidence in this game, and, and it's usually when you're really, really confident you're going to win is when you don't. Yeah, no doubt about that. Where are we at? You know, not to look too far ahead because we got to wait and see what happens this weekend, and maybe Cincinnati goes on to win the Super Bowl, and it might change the the dialogue around this. But where where is the discussion locally, at least with the organization, about a contract extension for Burrow? Because I feel like we usually are starting to see those now with elite guys after their third year. Is there any fear? I know there's been some floated things, and I don't know the organization as well as you do. Uh, you know, is the ownership going to have the money to put in escrow to give Joe Burrow the guaranteed money that he's going to command and all that? Like, where is that? chatter at and is there any fear locally of our you know the, the financials it's going to take to secure joe burrow's commitment long term so multiple people have reported that this week or this off season i should say uh that they're going to work on an extension for burrow i think there's you got a guy like that you lucked into getting drafting him the number one overall you can't let him walk out the door mm-hmm. the money thing was a real issue 
But that's why, after all these years, Paul Brown Stadium is now Pecor Stadium, and the practice fields now have a sponsor. <laughs> and there's official. There's a lot of new sponsors around Cincinnati from the Bengals. And uh, the ongoing joke is Paycor Stadium is Pejo Stadium. So uh, Paul Brown Stadium, uh, Mike Brown, the owner, uh, we interviewed him at the beginning of the year like we always do, and he said, you know, my dad's legacy is secure. He wouldn't be mad, but, you know, we're going to have to pay a lot of people here soon between him and Jamar Chase. So they're they're – they're stocking up. They're they're stocking the coffers for uh, for some big contracts. Well, I'm happy for the city of Cincinnati to have a quarterback like this, to have the playmakers that they have. Their defense is playing well. What did you make of Brandon Bean, the general manager of the Bills? He basically was asked if he could take anything away from the way the Bengals built their team. He didn't like that question very much, and then he kind of lashed out and said, well, to get a Jamar Chase, you have to suck, and we don't suck like that. Uh, what do you make of that kind of discourse when you watch the Bengals still do what they did to the Bills? You know, building an NFL team and building a franchise in any sport, there's no one perfect way to do it. The Bengals, you know, they don't get Jamar Chase if Joe Burrow doesn't get his knee taken off by Chase Young in his rookie year. It just kind of all the chips all fell their way that they get Joe Burrow after one of their worst seasons ever. And the rookie quarterback goes down. They suck enough that, all right, we got a top five pick. Here's this otherworldly wide receiver. It just kind of fell their way. Uh, it, it sounds like a little bit of jealousy because they had to go out and they had to give up the capital to go get a Stephon Diggs. And as we've seen in the NFL time and time again, you trade for a big name wide receiver. That doesn't always mean they're going to mesh. I think the Bengals got uh, honestly very lucky that their big game wide receiver just happened to have a really good connection with their big game quarterback. And they do uh, it all kind of meshes. Yeah, sometimes you just need the ball to bounce your way, whether it be in a game or in draft order and all that kind of stuff. Are you a Skyline Chili guy? Of course. Who isn't? Come on. Our producer. Yeah, our producer hates oh. it. He's, he's anti-Skyline Chili. He's super anti. Here, here's what I'll say, all right? Everyone gets thrown off about the spaghetti. You got to get the conies. I, I'm not a big spaghetti and chili guy, but the conies are otherworldly. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, our all producer right. also doesn't like strawberries, so I don't know how much you trust the opinion. All right. we, we call that a we call that an, an untrustworthy opinion. <laughs> Chris Rangel from Cincinnati at Chris Rangel or Chris underscore Rangel on Twitter. Go give him a follow. Sports anchor and reporter hey, from WKRC. Chris, real quick, outside offensive line, any injury concerns? Uh, no, I think the Bengals are pretty healthy. Trey okay. Flowers, who's kind of their nickel corner, who comes in and covers tight ends, uh, he did not play last week. He's nursing a hamstring injury. We'll know more later today when they hit the practice field. I'm not sure. The fact that they have not put Jonah Williams or Alex Kappa on IR gives you a really good feeling for a potential Super Bowl return, but I'd probably be surprised if they're active this week. But, hey. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. We'll keep an eye on it. Thanks. That was awesome stuff, Chris. We appreciate the time here in Portland, man. Appreciate you guys having me on. There you go. Chris Ranko. Really good stuff on Cincinnati and Skyline Chili. It's a big Skyline Chili. Guy. I still have never had it. You never had Skyline Chili? I, I don't have a problem with it being on spaghetti noodles, but okay. I I would absolutely, given the choice, prefer it on a coney. Yeah. All I'd, day. I've had it both ways. Okay. And I, I bet you, know, you have. <laughs> what do you prefer? <laughs> The 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 wiener probably or the... on probably on the wiener. Okay, uh, I like you know put it on the wiener. It's, the skyline chili is just a little. It, there's nothing going on there. I mean, it's, it's not my goat. Like if I'm like picking my favorite meal, it's like not the first thing I think of. But if like when in Rome, if somebody served me a plate of skyline chili or a meat, you know, well, that's on, what on I'm saying. If you're in a, Cincinnati, like, yeah, that's I got. I had no problem with it when I ate it. I was like, oh, that's not bad. You at least understand that your food opinion. As a guy who can cook, 
It's nope. highly cultivated and sophisticated, and most of those can't no. elevate and have the enlightened state of culinary expertise <laughs> as I do. So yes, we, I so understand that. Are you saying we need term limits on food takes? <laughs> It's a full circle thing right there. Uh, there you go. There's Cincinnati on the uh, on the Daily Ticker brought to you by Pelican Brewing Company. we got a lot to get to, including Statter's story coming up in a bit. i got a couple of take quakes I want to throw at you, and I uh, want to react to these coming up next on The Fan. Right, there was a story that came out last week about all pros in the NFL that was fascinating to me. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I want to get to that in the final hour of the show. Uh, Blazers are back in action tonight, so we'll talk a little bit about that and Statter's story coming up in a bit. I need to talk about at some point the fact that I can no longer sleep with the green M&M. Yeah, the green M&M is uh, now Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph is now the M&M's. I want to make sweet, passionate love to the green M&M. She was kind of hot in those high heels. Oh, my you know, God. Something dude. going on there. Jeez. You don't watch those commercials the and feel the same way? The way she's walking around. You know, the underrated one is I kinda the chocolate like the, M&M. I kind of like the big one, too. The yellow? No, they came out with a plus-size M&M. Did they really? A.K.A. a peanut M&M. Ooh. What's wrong with you guys? Thicker than a snicker. A thick oh, and... thick with two C's swag. You know Definitely. what that's like? A little cushion for the pushing, you oh, know what I mean? Oh, a <laughs> little warm chocolate, a little hot fudge. Everybody's getting horny over at M&M's. Man. That's the thing now, man. Eminem. So I saw somebody with the. Uh, I'm going to throw some take quakes at you. There's, one, yeah. This one was funny. Somebody wondered aloud if uh, Eminem, Eminem's did this on purpose, knowing that it would create back the backlash that it did, uh-huh. and now wa- like walking it all back because everybody's been talking about Eminem's for the last two months. Well, somebody else I saw on Twitter this morning. Somebody else created a thread and said, "As dumb as the Eminem debate is about people and whether they're too overly sexualized." <laughs> She then ranks her top 10 most effable cartoon mascots for food brands. Food? Oh, whoa, okay. Yeah. So like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Number Man. one. No, no, that's a fake one. That's not a real one. Oh. Number one is the Jolly Green Giant. <laughs> <laughs> and you look at the Jolly Green Giant and you're kind of like... He, he is wearing like leaf lingerie. He's got big feet. He's probably hung like a giant. Like you're just sitting there, like Pillsbury. Where's the Pillsbury Doughboy? She said it felt odd. She said she couldn't sleep with the Pillsbury Doughboy. That's dough fat boy. shaming. That's fat shaming, no. and I will not agree with this. No, she's got a fat. She's got some fat characters on there. She said it just. What about think the about Lucky it. Charms Leprechaun. Could you honestly Ooh, sleep? Ooh, that's a good one. Could you honestly sleep with something that when you poke it, it goes? <laughs> I think so. I don't think you could. Everybody's there any, got their thing. Everybody's got their kink. Are there any female ones that we can rank here? Too. Any good female ones that we uh, can rank? Give me just a second. I'm I'll trying to f- think I'll of like female this. food mascots. There's nothing to really jump into the top no, no, of my g- mind. Give me, give me one well, quick second. Well, one got retired. Who got? Oh, oh, Who? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's no longer syrup. in syrup. <laughs> she's no longer in what? circulation. Syrup. Oh, Aunt Jemima. Yeah. I always had a thing for yeah. her. You always liked Aunt Jemima. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mrs. Buttersworth's still there, though. Like, Mrs. yo, Mrs. Buttersworth is still there. I got a backside. What and about it's got the butter like? On it. Isn't there like a gal on the Land of Lakes butter? Isn't there a gal on the cover of that? The, like, yeah, a, like Pocahontas or yeah, something. Yeah, like a Pocahontas kind of thing. God, if I could find this woman <laughs> and her thread, it was unbelievably well done. That's a really creative and great idea. It was very smart. It was ranking. We're so demented. What do you mean? And you don't want term limits. And this you, is what we do, and you don't want term limits. And you're over like, there. trust the electorate. <laughs> we have to make our own decisions. Like, this oh, is how we do. Yes, their elections. This is a gallon. Do your homework. Twitter talking about sleeping with the green giant. I mean, would you not? 
you just kind of have to out of curiosity, don't you? I kind of wish we could incorporate non-real people too, like the Kool-Aid Man. Where does he fall in this? Uh, Kool-Aid Man was number seven. Oh, on he was list. number seven. Okay. Yeah. Right. How about the least... Gorton's Fisherman? <laughs> the Gorton's. Yeah, fisherman. that's a good one. He's a sturdy dude. What's he wearing under those hip waders? Probably nothing. But you're kind of curious now, aren't you? It's <laughs> kinky. God. Oh, here it is. I okay. found it. I finally found it. Here we go. You're interrupting my take quakes, but I'm okay with this. Well, this one is, it, it might be worth it. Uh, <laughs> if she wouldn't tweet so damn. Here it is. To mourn the loss of the sexy M&Ms. <laughs> the sexy m and Here's a ranking of the most effable cartoon brand mascots. Number one, the Jolly Green Giant. I think we can all agree to that. Yeah, I want to hear the rest of the list. This one is this universal or is this from a, no, this is just a, a gal. straight female pr- yeah. perspective? Just a gal's just perspective. Just a gal being yeah. funny, having fun on Twitter. Okay. I'm going to push back on this one, but I understand. She says number two is Wendy from Wendy's. Here's my pushback. Wendy's was the daughter of the founder. And yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I can't. If her D- Pillsbury Doughboy logics to apply here, I, I'm going to have yeah. to imply. Too young looking. I can't go there. Number three, Mr. Clean. Yeah, how is Mr. Clean not number one? I mean, he's a good-looking dude, man. They rebranded, rebranded him. He's oh. in shape. He's yoked. He's got the yeah. Michael Jordan hoop ring. Means yeah. he's a champion. Yeah. He's rocking the bald head perfectly. He can rub like oil on your bald head and rub it all over you. How about this one? Toucan Sam. Toucan Sam. That's a lot of Fruit beak. Loops. Oh. The Fruit Loops. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of beak. Yeah, it feels like it's <laughs> not going to feel good. Uh, number, number whatever, Mr. Pringle. Okay. Well, you're into mustaches, apparently. Kool-Aid man comes next, so there I you see, go. Here's there's, the thing with the Pringle man. guy. Do we know what the Pringle guy's body looks like? I, I feel think, like we just I, know I the face. I think we're just envisioning Mario's body on the bottom of his Like a head. short, stumpy dude? Yeah, it's me, Mario. All right. Uh, Coco Puff's uh, cuckoo bird. Okay. okay. I mean, you want a little crazy uh-huh. when you're there. Is Mr. And, Peanut uh, on there? Uh, Mr. Peanut did not make her list. How does the peanut guy know? How does Coco Puffs make it, but Mr. Peanut doesn't? She said she felt bad for forgetting Tony the Tiger. I mean, he's, he's probably great. He there. probably is great. Right. And she said she's not in as Mr. Peanut, so she intentionally left yeah. him off. And well, the Pillsbury Coco Puff, cuckoo, cuckoo for Coco you know, you need to get your freak on at some point. She said uh, Bounty Paper Towel Guy also hot, but he's the same thing in Mr. Clean. Is and- it Bounty or Brawny? I think it's... Bron- yeah, Bronny. Maybe yeah, Bronny. Yeah. Bounty doesn't have anything. He's the flannel shirt guy, right? Yeah, he's the, quicker, he's, he's the Paul Bunyan dude. Yeah. He should be higher up on that list. Well, he's I not have... on it because she said it boils down to him and Mr. Clean. And, well, I mean, you're not. Well, I mean, we're putting birds on here. I, you know, come on. What, what, what are we doing? Well, how many human-like people can you think of? Somebody texted in that the St. Pauli girl has to be number one. St. Pauli And an unquestioned number one. Okay. And that's, you know, if you're going from our vantage point, if we're doing our own rankings. That's, yeah, that's Steins a... and Lederhoses is getting kicked out oh, of the room. Oh, is that the beer anymore. girl? Yeah, yeah. St. Pauli oh, girl. Yeah. 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 That's the Michael Scott uh, beer sign that he had at his, yeah, in, his, in his dining room. <laughs> that's, de- that's definitely making the cut. St. Pauli girl makes it. Yeah. What are your, What is this quake takes? Are you creating a segment? I have take quakes out there. Take yeah. quakes. You want me to throw the first one at you? The throw second it. one we'll get to at the top of the hour. Okay. There's so I these, saw, uh, Just honest, take quakes that are like, whoa. Honest to goodness, uh, you know. These are these are too extreme for me, but I want to throw them at the audience and see if uh, we agree. St. Pauli girl is definitely on this list. Yeah, she's a hot. St. Yeah. Pauli girl is a hot. Oh, uh, there was an interview done recently with Fox Sports analyst Joel Klatt. Can you imagine? We're all distracted. St. Pauli girl, Mrs. Buttersworth, Aunt Jemima, all in the same like room. That's a hell of a, oh, a, that's a lot of calories. <laughs> we'll burn them. 
We'll burn them. Okay, so Joel Klatt. <clears throat> okay, Joel Klatt, the Fox Sports analyst. He was doing an interview. I'm trying to find where the hell he did this interview. But he did an interview where he said, they're going to, uh, quote, they're going to flip the roster to the tune of 60 to 65 new players in two years from what, the, from what they had before Deion Sanders was hired. It's the, uh, and it's the year that USC and UCLA are leaving to the Big Ten. It's the year that the playoff expands. Basically, you win the Pac-12, you're going to have almost a guaranteed spot in the playoff. You see where I'm headed with this. I fully expect in year two under Deion Sanders at Colorado that they're competing for a spot in the college football playoff. Yeah, he's insane. And I saw that. Well, I that thought, is a former Whoa. Colorado quarterback. Yes, Let's not forget. He, he, he is a Colorado guy. Buffalo, Colorado yeah. Buffalo right behind him for his I'm podcast. I'm sure he was riding his so. donation check I saw that take time. quake, and I just thought, the way that Oregon has built things, where Washington is going, where Oregon State is going, and Utah's not leaving the conference. Even when USC and UCLA leave, you're telling me you're going to basically beat three of the four of those teams because that might be what it takes to get to the conference championship. Now, he's not wrong that when the playoff expands a year from now that you can win your conference and you're automatically in, so they would have to win the conference. that high in that quick time? You're going to jump ahead of Oregon, Washington, Utah, and Oregon State where they're at right now. And that's I mean, not counting Arizona State. Yeah, who are Dillingham, that's not counting schools. Arizona, yeah. who's on the right track. Washington, Washington State's State, been yeah, a solid right. program. Like Stanford and Cal might be down. But, I mean, I come on, come on. That's a, that's a take quake. What's the number they have to win this year for you to believe the take quake? You got to get you. Like, if they win seven games this year, they, gotta, no. they play T. They have a tough non conference. Oh, their whole TCU schedule is brutal. You, you played else. a schedule game right now with your just initial reaction. You're finding like three wins max. Yeah, I think in order for me to believe that it, that after this upcoming season you can be a playoff competitor, you got to get to eight wins minimum. Yeah, you, you're not going to make a jump in my mind at least. If you go five and seven this year, which I think would be a fine year one for Dion, sure, that program is horrible. You're not going to convince me that the next year ten and two is the worst you could probably go to make the playoff to win the conference. And I, I'm not going to expect a five game jump in year. Yeah, they two. start at TCU, then Nebraska at home. That, and by then the way, Nebraska, at Oregon, their first. Sh- Pac-12 game. Matt Rule's already getting talent. Like, yeah, Matt Rule's doing a good job so far in you, Lincoln. You might be right. Maybe that you can win again at a very high yeah, level. Yeah, their Pac-12 schedule starts at Oregon, home against USC, at Arizona State. Yeah, like get out of here. That's one and two at best. <laughs> at best. At best. At best. Probably zero and three. But also, we don't know if Kenny Dillingham's even a good coach. So, that's okay, true. that's a good take, Quake. Do you have another one? I have another one. We'll get to it at the top of the hour. Oh, okay. Okay, coming up next. All we'll right. get to our next take, Quake. Is it better to be this or that? I want to get to that. Also, do you overreact? Not overreact. Do you get more excited when your college program lands a difference maker on the offensive side of the ball or the defensive side of the ball? Oh, that's easy. In terms of recruiting, because yeah. there's an all-pro story out there that kind of blew my mind, and I want to throw that at you guys. we got Satter story coming up at 8.15, and uh, what else? The Blazers are back in action. It's a loaded final hour. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and spray on 1080. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.